Hello and welcome back to another episode of the podcast, and today I'm going to be going solo once again, giving you another review, and this time it's going to be about the TV show Frasier. So for for people that are uh, younger, they might not even be aware of this show, because it went off the air in, I believe, 2004, and it actually started in 1993. So in 1993, I was 11 years old, and I had no interest in the show. Just to let you know, I didn't get into Frasier until well after its run was over. It was always one of those shows growing up that it was on, uh, I'd be flipping through the channels as a kid, or as a teenager, and it just held no interest for me. But as time went on, um, I caught an episode here and there. I thought it was funny, but... I just didn't have enough interest to actually watch the show more than the occasional episode that I would run across. So years went by, the show ended, and it was around 2010 that I started watching Frasier. And the reason is kind of, uh, it wasn't on purpose. When I would go to bed at night, I usually have to watch something. And so I would flip through the channels and eventually realized, well, there really isn't a whole lot to watch right now, so I'm going to just flip it on something that I can fall asleep to. So let me find a program that was coming on around the time I went to bed, and it turned out that that was Frasier. And it was, I think, on, I think it was on the Hallmark channel. And, uh, or no, maybe it was TBS. I can't remember now. Anyway, the point is, I started watching it. And it got to the point where it was actually difficult to go to bed because what initially was supposed to be a show that I would watch and not really pay attention to, just to have like background noise, it it turned into something that I looked forward to watching. So it really actually became a bit of an issue because I had to get up for work early. But I couldn't stop watching it. So every night, same thing. Go to bed, turn on Frasier, sit and watch the show. And because they would air the episodes in order, like pretty much every show does, uh, I caught it at the very beginning in the pilot episode, and so I was able to watch the entire series all the way through. Now, I've watched Frasier probably, I'd say altogether about five times through its entire run, so I've seen at least every episode five times, and I know I've seen a handful of other episodes seven, eight, nine, ten times, because they're so good. Uh, Frasier is a pretty fantastic show, and I'm going to explain to you why. So if you're not familiar with it, uh, I'm going to kind of give you some background information as to how this show came about and how great it was, especially through, I'd say, the first half of its run. It really was one of the very best TV shows on at the time. Uh, from the, the early to mid-90s up until about the late 90s, it was about as good as you can get when it came to a sitcom. And I know sitcoms for people, you just kind of roll your eyes because sitcoms have kind of gone out of, they're, they're out of flavor now. I mean, it, we're in a different time now. Um, sitcoms used to be a staple of the 90s, 80s and 90s, 70s, 80s and 90s actually. But 90s, there were a ton of sitcoms and, you know, there were Friends uh, was was huge 
uh, Frasier was huge. There was also a lot of other shows, uh, sitcoms that really were very popular. So it's just one of those things. And, and as time has gone on, TV has become a little more ambitious. So I think sitcoms have fallen out of favor uh, for the time being. There are some that are still on that are pretty good, but people were entering into kind of more high-concept shows than maybe back in the prime of Frasier and its run. So Frasier started out actually, in terms of the character, you have to go back even further, go back to the 80s and the early 80s with the run of Cheers. So Cheers was a TV show about a bunch of people uh, in Boston at a bar. It was a, a former baseball player who opened up this bar and he was the bartender it was the sitcom, and it was kind of all the hijinks and all the things, the crazy things, the customers, and everybody would show up to this bar, and that's kind of the you know the whole crux of the show was this whole bar and the people that would show up every single day, and they kind of became a family. And at some point, I think it was a, a few seasons into the show's run, you were introduced to Fraser Crane, and he was kind of this this stuffy psychiatrist and uh, you know he became an integral part of the cast and Kelsey Grammer uh, had a lot of acclaim for his performance as uh, the character and so he was you know on Frasier through the rest of its run so then you know Cheers ended and he was looking to do something different but one of the, the head writers of Cheers wanted to continue the character and kind of through this pitch that that you would send uh, Frazier back to Seattle where his father uh, was a police officer who had just recently been injured um, and is no longer a cop because of it. He was shot, uh, but he can't be a cop anymore. And so he kind of has to take his father in and he and his father are complete opposites, really. I mean, his father is is a very kind of gruff you know, down-to-earth kind of guy, whereas Frazier and his brother Niles are kind of this upper-crust, you know, highfalutin kind of uh, food-eating, uh, wine, the whole thing. And and so that dichotomy, dichotomy between uh, the father and his two sons provides, you know, some of the friction that you have on the show. And then, of course, you have the relationship between Niles and his brother. So Niles is played by David Hyde Pierce, uh, an excellent, excellent actor. He he really was in a lot of ways the the secret weapon of this show. I don't know that he be. I don't know if he was actually meant to be as big of a character or or what early on, but David Hyde Pierce really worked magic as that character, uh, and he won you know, a whole slew of Emmy Awards for his portrayal of Niles. So, in fact, he won four Emmy Awards as well as uh, Kelsey Grammer uh, winning four for Frasier. So, it's the kind of show that was pretty much an Emmy darling, right? Now, that doesn't always mean that an Emmy darling is a good show, and obviously a good show, that's just, you know, depending on your taste and, and what you like. What's a good show to one person might be a boring, terrible show to another person. But the fact is, these were two actors in particular 
who did did a fantastic job on the show, and you know got the critical acclaim I think that they rightly deserved. Now John Mahoney, who just recently passed away, is uh, the father, and uh, Marty, and he is um, an excellent actor. And you know on the show I think he kind of I don't know if it's the nature of the role because he's the foil in a lot of ways to the two brothers, uh, well, the two sons, really. Uh, some people kind of claim that he's a bit of the weak link on the show, but I don't really think so. I think he's an excellent character actor, was an excellent character actor, and I think he is, in a lot of ways, I think he's the the counterbalance to the brothers, to the brothers, to, to the sons, uh, to Fraser and Niles, because his character is the foil, I think it allows Niles and Frasier to do some crazy stuff on the show, and yet you have their much more serious gruff father uh, who kind of balances that out. Now, the role of Daphne, who is uh, the... She's like the love interest for Niles, and uh, she's also... The like she lives in the home. She helps rehabilitate Marty because of his gunshot wound, uh, and the will they won't they aspect to the show, given that it's such a like really popular thing to to be done in a sitcom, and this show did it about as well as you could do because the will they or won't they is between Niles and Daphne now. In the beginning of the show, Niles is married, and he's married to Maris. And one of the most brilliant things they ever did with this show is by never showing Maris, in that you can never see what she looks like. Now, 99% of the episodes don't feature her at all. The two or three that we ever see her, she's always in like a, a veil, she's all in black, like you can't see anything. You don't know what she looks like. Now that wasn't actually meant to to be. That was that was because they were looking for the correct actress, and it took so long that they eventually realized the best thing they could do is simply never show her. And and as the series progresses, she comes across as not only chilly, but they always make jokes that like she must be like anorexic or something, which you know isn't something to joke about. But the show kind of utilized that. By you know saying well if she turns sideways you'd never see her and poor thing you know she couldn't lift something some object that was super light or you know whatever it was they kind of took that and you know tried to turn that into comedy which actually works pretty well in the framework of the show so Niles is married but yet he pines for Daphne uh, Daphne is the complete opposite in a lot of ways of the women that you know he has been with in his life, and particularly Maris being the one that he's been married to for, for quite some time. As for uh, the other roles in the show, you know, it's mostly made up of a myriad of different uh, actors and characters that come on board, with the exception of Roz. Roz being the other major character. Um, she's the producer for, for uh, Frasier's show. Because he has, he's a psychiatrist. He has a show at the local radio station, and Roz again is is kind of the very opposite of Fraser. She's kind of more in line with Marty. So if 
Fraser and Niles are the kind of, like I said before, highfalutin um, upper crust society types. Then the counterbalance to that, of course, is Marty and Roz. And Daphne is kind of somewhere in the middle in a lot of ways. Um, so Roz is uh, somebody who is, she speaks her mind, um, very progressive kind of character to a certain extent because she has a very um, active, uh, say, love life. And she certainly has no problems talking about it. And uh, and I think that that was actually kind of something that was, uh, I mean, not a big deal, um, but big enough that I think that it is something to take notice of, especially uh, of its time, of the 90s. Um, now, as for the comedy, the comedy is brilliant on this show. Um, it, it's this, um, well, it's a sitcom, first off. but in terms of the one-liners and uh, the situations and the things that the characters say, the comedy seems to operate on a couple of different levels. It's not as simple as a lot of the comedy that you end up listening uh, – well, not listening to, but you end up seeing when you watch uh, sitcoms. Um, it's not just the setup and then or the gag. There was definitely quite a bit of that in the show, but there's just an intelligence – in uh, an irony to a lot of the humor that you see. And it's um, it really set the bar in a lot of ways for sitcoms and for humor because it wasn't just slapstick gags and all that stuff. It, it was humor, but it was humor with intelligence. Uh, and I'm not like knocking down any show that isn't like this. There's, there's certainly a ton of shows out there comedy-wise that I'll laugh at and have a great time watching uh, that isn't Frasier. But I really appreciate the time they take on this show to often take the jokes and make sure that they operate on a couple of different levels. So that is particularly great. And so, you know, you have this, this just this great blend of, of wit and, you know, high and low comedy, which is, is great. And on a show like this, it benefits, you know, benefits to have that mix of, of comedies and styles and, you know, physical, physical comedy and just, you know, uh, sparring with words between the characters, but also the show had enough moments throughout its run where actually there would be a serious storyline. Something actually was important that was going on. It wasn't all just about laughs. So there was heart in the show as well. Um, there was one storyline with Niles uh, later on in the show's run, which uh, I particularly liked. So I'm going to give a spoiler warning here. Uh, if you are listening to this and you don't want to know anything, don't listen any further. Um, because I'm going to reveal a couple things and talk about the show uh, during its run, some of the things that happened, and then I'm going to uh, I'm going to uh, rate the show as I have been doing with my other, uh, with the movies and the TV shows and the video games and everything else, the books. Uh, so I'm going to rate the show overall according to the criteria that I've set up and then um, and the episode. Now, as for rating the individual seasons, uh, this is something that has been brought up to me on a number of occasions. And I'm not opposed to that. Really, I'm not. Um, I just don't know how I want to go about this. I don't know if it's something where do a broad 
a review like this and then give you a rating, uh, overall grade for each season, or if it's something that might require an individual episode for each season. The thing with a sitcom is that it's a little more difficult. You could do each season, but it's a sitcom, so it's a bit difficult. I mean, there's definitely some seasons are better than others, but is there enough material and there's enough reason to sit down and review each and every season and, and break down and grade it like I'm going to be doing across the entire uh, series like I'm doing now? But there's a possibility. Now, something like, say, Game of Thrones would, say, benefit from having a review for each and in each individual season. And I may do that in time. Uh, what I'll probably end up doing is I'll grade each season myself according to all the criteria and I'll keep those notes and then if I end up doing grades for each season and doing reviews for each season at some point down the road I'll have all that stuff together already um, but that's for the future and I'm kind of getting off topic so I'm going to get back in here all right so again spoiler warning uh, for Frasier and its run I'm going to jump into some stuff and talk about it so um, you know, you have the, the Niles and Daphne storyline, and that ran for quite some time. I, I think it ran for about 10 seasons, or no, it was the 10th season that they ended up getting married. Uh, maybe it was the, maybe it was season nine or eight or nine that, or no, oh, I think actually it was season seven, which is when Niles and Daphne got together because, uh, Daphne left, Donnie at the altar. And, um, you know, the show uh, went for seven seasons and at point, some point, uh, something had to give. They had to get them together because you can really drag that tension out for so long that even, even fans that have been invested in this relationship for so many years are going to start to get tired of it not progressing. So the longing from a distance that Niles had for Daphne uh, was fine, but but then they had to get them together. The problem is that when you do that, you take some of that that tension out of the show because that will they or went through was so uh, potent, and the actors, um, you know, they they did a great job as the characters, and they made this relationship, this pining from a distance, work. You know, and Jane Jane Levis uh, was fantastic as Daphne, and she really, you know, brought that character to life. It could have been in the hands of a lesser actress, uh, just uh, kind of a bland, dull character in a lot of ways. But you know, she's an excellent actress, and she managed to do a lot with the character. So getting them together was great, but then inevitably it was going to take some of the tension out of the show, and that's exactly what happened. And afterwards. I think it was harder for them to fill in, I think, that gap in the show that that where that existed, that quality. Um, that being said, I'll tell you what, even though there were, I think, a season or two towards the last, to the end, um, maybe the last you know, few seasons maybe that weren't quite as good, I will say there are a few episodes towards the end that are, that are among my favorite of all time. Um, there's a spa episode where Fraser and Niles, uh, Cam Winston is a neighbor of Fraser. They don't get along and Fraser gets one of his exclusive invitations to some place that he's never uh, heard of before. 
And anyway, he and his brother go there and they they yeah they get into this this elite spa and it, it's amazing, but then they see a silver door, and of course they want to get behind that door because there's obviously another level to this spa and they can't get in and of course, you know it it means more or less that, that if they can't get in here, then they're not gonna be happy. And it's kind of a commentary on us as people, as society, where we're never really happy with what we have. Right? We only want something because we don't have it. And it's just a particularly fantastic episode and I, I do love that quite a bit. Um and there's one with the caviar as well. And it's just there's a there's a handful of episodes in the last two seasons which really rank as among my say ten to fifteen all-time favorite episodes of Frasier. So to say that the last, you know, two or three seasons were not very good, it's not really true. I would say that maybe the episode to episode, the quality wasn't as high, but there were still some fantastic gems and it was never a bad show in its last few seasons. I would say it was a good show in its last few seasons, littered with greatness, whereas I think the first six maybe seven seasons were particularly great and really operated on a high level. Um, it was really at its peak. I mean, I would say, I would say episodes, or not episodes two, seasons two through six were probably its prime. All right. And um, yeah, just a fantastic, fantastic show. Uh, you know, Frasier uh, progressed as a character, uh, you know, as someone who never seemed to follow the advice that he gave on his show, his love life always suffered. He always seemed to find the flaws in every single person that he was with and broke up with them. Um, fear of commitment, that kind of thing, you know, standard stuff and all, but, uh, you know, done very well. Um, and Bar Perry Gilpin as Roz, just uh, really, really great. I know reading that she was uh, afraid that she was going to be fired early on. Because uh, I, I think the the heads of, of, I think it was NBC, no, yeah, it was NBC, uh, they, they weren't sure if they liked her or not, and she ended up uh, obviously staying, and it was, it was good, because she was an integral part of the show. And then the, the people surrounding the characters, I mean, just that bulldog, uh, played by, by Dan Butler, uh, Baby Newworth uh, as Lilith, which was Frasier's uh, ex-wife. Uh, she was actually on Cheers with uh, with Frasier and with Kelsey Grammer, uh, which is where she started. And, you know, it's just a good, solid, you know, amount of characters around these, these uh, core five characters um, that really helped flesh out this world and breathe a lot of life into it outside of the main cast. So I'm going to get down to the grades here and uh, we'll end the show. Okay, so uh, we're going to grade this uh, according to writing, acting, directing, pacing, and rewatchability. Uh, so let's get down to writing first. So writing on this show was pretty fantastic. If I was grading this only in the first, say, six or seven seasons, the writing would probably be up to around a 96 really was that good uh, but as we talked about earlier at least as i talked about the writing in the last few seasons was a bit spotty at times and 
like I said, it was a good show, but it wasn't a great show at that point. And so therefore, the writing did falter, and uh, the tension left uh, the show, and uh, they didn't quite get, ever get back up to the level, even when the former head writers came back uh, towards the end. So the writing for me gets a 91, because, I mean, it's a 91. It's, it's not anything to sneeze at. It's really great writing, great comedy, uh, comedy gold, to be honest. Now, acting is a 94. Acting on this show was uniformly fantastic, uh, whether it was the main cast or guest actors or um, just, you know, the people that kind of surrounded the main cast that weren't regulars, but uh, were definitely guest stars that were on quite a bit. Um, they kind of fleshed the world of these characters out. You know, this is one of those shows that really attracted a lot of big name talent uh, for what at the time wasn't something that you saw a whole lot of. You didn't see, you know, film actors come on to a sitcom uh, unless maybe Friends. Friends is probably, you know, an exception to that rule at the time because Friends was so huge. I mean, it was it was the biggest show in the world for quite some time. And so um, you did see a lot of, of people like... Uh, Anthony Anthony Lapaglia, uh, which I probably butchered his name. Um, uh, Laura Linney on the show. Laura Linney in particular, I think, given her caliber as an actress, I thought was was pretty uh, fantastic. And Aaron Eckhart actually, as well, um, among others. So it's a show that attracted a lot of talent, and um, you can only do that if you have the ability to do that. And, and to do that, you need to be a great show. Um, so the acting that came through was just fantastic. So it's a 94 for me. Now, as for directing, it's a little hard. You know, I'm trying to judge these shows. I'm trying to apply the same criteria across TV shows in general when I grade them. So if, for instance, I'm grading Game of Thrones, I'm going to, to grade the directing because it's such a big and important element of the show. Of course, with the budgets that exist today, you can do so many things that you couldn't do back then. Or, in this instance, it's because it's a sitcom, so the directing is very steady cam, and uh, the setup shots and everything is not generally going to be something where you're going to see a lot of of great, um, you know, just a lot of great directing because it's not the the point of it is to kind of just set the shots up, be steady, and let the actors kind of do all the hard lifting. Uh, that being said, I have to, to grade it, and I'm going to give it an 85. Um, because it's it's good. It's well-directed. They do what they need to do, but it, there's nothing flashy or special about it. Now, the pacing is a 92 because, uh, for the most part, the episodes are just exceptionally well-paced. Um, the composition of of the scripts and the the setup for the story, the the gags, the jokes, um, the the heart of each script and how things kind of play out, uh, that is it can be done poorly. It can be done very poorly. And if you don't know what you're doing as a writer, you can kick out some pretty atrocious <laughs> episodes of any show, but certainly a sitcom and maybe a sitcom more than any, because as a sitcom, it's pretty. People know what they're getting with a sitcom. And so you better be able to 
kind of balance everything out and all the elements and the actors and uh, it's something that isn't easy. And it sounds like it would be because it's a sitcom. It's a 30-minute show, right? It's actually probably 22 minutes without commercials. But you got to know what you're doing with you know, any sitcom, any show really. And I think the pacing for these episodes is exceptionally well done. Um, not perfect at times. And I think the back end of the series of the series did show some issue with the pacing, like the writing in general. I think it all just fell down a notch or two. So like the writing, the, the pacing gets a 92. Now, as for rewatchability, I've watched the show five times over. All right. And I'm, I'm someone who I can probably watch a show over and over again, but if I do that, it's a great show for me personally. And this is among the best in terms of rewatchability. I know the episodes in and out. I've seen them enough to know exactly what happens, and yet I still love watching it. And uh, so rewatchability is a 95. So if we look at the every all the criteria, if we add it all up, come out to the overall grade, it's a 92, which is not bad. It's a pretty good grade to have a 92, I think, for a show like this. Um, now, some people might say, you know, this is pedantic and useless. Um, why do you grade any of this stuff? It's just kind of what we do. And, you know, we started out doing these episodes and just giving things a letter grade. Fine. But as time went on, I kind of realized that I wasn't happy with that. I just felt kind of arbitrary. So I figured, well, why don't we come up with some criteria for when we grade everything that we do here, uh, whether it be a movie or a TV show or a book or a video game. So I decided when it came to movies, we would you know grade things on script, acting, directing, special effects, pacing, and rewatchability. And that doesn't necessarily apply, I think, for, for TV shows as much. Um, certainly you can throw in special effects, and, and I may do that with some shows that have it. But for something like Frasier, they don't really have special effects, not, you know, CGI or anything for sure. Um, so that's not really a factor in this grade. But I, I decided that I wanted to, to grade it this way because it at least lets you know that I'm not just slapping a grade on it. Um, whether you think grading anything is important or is uh, needed at all, uh, that's certainly a valid opinion. But for me, I like to come up with criteria. I like to grade things on that. And uh, so that when I come to an, a final grade, I feel better about my grade. And hopefully you as a listener, you know, enjoy that aspect too. If you don't, that's fine. But um, I do like grading this stuff and, uh, you know, 92 for Frasier as a TV show. All right. So that's it for this episode. I you know, hope you enjoyed listening to me ramble on a bit about uh, Frasier, one of the greatest uh, shows of all time, and certainly one of the very best sitcoms to ever come on television. So we'll see you guys next time. I hope you enjoyed this, and thanks for listening to the podcast. And don't be afraid of sending in some feedback if you'd like to talk about Frasier. Let me know what you thought of the show. Uh, maybe this has caused you to be interested in Frasier, and so you've checked out the first few episodes. Maybe you hated it. Maybe you like it. Maybe you want to let me know exactly what you're thinking of the show if it's your first time watching it. So until next time, have a good one, and thanks for listening to the podcast.